everyone and welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Scouting Report. Going to get to our military man, Andre Carter. But first, if you haven't had a chance to listen to yesterday's podcast with strength and conditioning coach Jesse Ackerman, hit pause on this one, jump over, give it a listen. If you love the process and all that goes into football, then there is something in there for you from Texas to Florida to the 75th Ranger Regiment and the Atlanta Falcons. Lots of nuggets on what it takes to be elite both on and off the field. Once you listen, let me know what you thought at RightStepADV on Twitter or head to RSAFootball.com. Excited to to hear what your thoughts. But back to today's player, we are headed to Annapolis, Maryland, where we will talk about Edge Rusher, who has vaulted onto the national spotlight this year, Andre Carter. But I can assure you that scouts have known about who Andre was and had their visits lined up all the way back into the summer. So who is Andre? A class of 2019 athlete that shows West Point over the Ivy Leagues and a few smaller schools, Cornell, Fordham in the mix, both schools that uh, have a player in the NFL from time to time, but not consistent football powers out of Cheshire Academy in Cheshire, Connecticut. The unrated athlete was listed as a tight end coming out of high school. Once on campus at West Point in 2019, he did not see game action, worked on the scout team, but did make the move full-time to linebacker that year. In 2020, he made his debut, played in 10 games, made two starts, continued to get better as the season went. Uh, The work in the weight room saw the numbers on his uh, playing weight jump up as well. Into 2021, Andre really showed up, set a new academy single-season sack record. 15.5 was the number across 13 games. So far in 2022, he has played in seven games where he gets lots of extra attention. Three and a half sacks so far, another five and a half tackles for loss, plays all over the field. A player that could technically be a redshirt sophomore with a 2019 redshirt and a 2020 COVID year. He will have some additional paperwork to work through with service time at Army, all that that entails. So either way, personnel departments everywhere, scouts are going to be doing their work that way. When Andre comes into the NFL draft, teams will be ready. On the hoof, you have a good-looking outside linebacker frame weighing in the you know mid-250s, which is up from that 230 when he enrolled. Nearly 34-inch arm length along with just over a 6-foot-6 six six frame. Teams will love the measurables as a rush player. Guy that can uh, be viewed probably as a hand-up or a hand-down guy, depending on what the team wants. Speed will be the question as some scouts view him maybe a little lower, 4.8 to 4.9 but we will see what we think once we get to that film. So with that, let's get to the film. First is strengths, developmental upside. This is still a very young and very raw-looking player. Even with the weight gains, he looks like he's got a frame that's going to hold another 15 to 20 pounds fairly easily. It's going to make him stronger, make him stouter at the point, going to open up the rush arsenal as well. The additional requirements at a school like Army will limit how much he can do just, you know, year round for football. Um, So any team that drafts Andre will have a player that they're going to be able to pour their time and resources into to kind of make him and mold him into what they want to do with him. Um, And his other strength is this guy's a natural rusher. Uh, He's got a hand, uh, hand up and hand down rush arsenal. Um, where he times up those hands and hips well on the edge to work both inside and outside moves. Has a good feel 
uh, when he gets up on those blockers as a rusher and does well staying on edges. Does not always look like a natural football player when he's dropping, when he's stacking blocks, when he's stacked as a linebacker behind the defensive line. But when it's time to rush, time to go get the quarterback, he gets much more fluid and just natural in what he does. On the flip side, weaknesses, uh, strength. Again, so we already hit on the developmental upside, which means there's a ways to go. Uh, the strength is going to be a piece of that. A guy that still looks a little bit thin and narrow, uh, inconsistent stoutness on the edge where when he's engaged with an offensive lineman, does get moved a bit, struggles to get off, extend, and shed. Uh, plenty of room to grow here, but again, it's going to be something that teams are going to have to acknowledge when they draft him. This day, uh, player is going to take some time to probably get to where they want him. The other thing is explosion. This is a longer, more fluid player in his rush, not a guy that jumps off the film with his explosive traits or twitch. Uh, I think the speed is ultimately going to be an okay spot for teams. Again, I don't think it's going to you know, be at the top of the group, but I don't think he's going to be at the bottom of the group either. The short area twitch explosion is going to be a little bit lower than some teams want. Again, something you get with a little bit longer players, something that maybe uh, as a top-round rusher you will just want to see a little bit more of. Uh, so let's talk more about the player here. So you're looking at a stand-up edge player works from both the field and boundary, as well as the strength and the weak, uh, strong and weak sides. Plays probably a little bit more to the boundary than the field. It looks like they like him over in that role, keep maybe the job a little more limited, allow him to rush. Will occasionally drop from the edges where he you know, kind of lacks fluidity. I would say probably more instinctual than just true lack of uh, fluidity. This is not a guy that uh, has a natural feel in zones. He does have lots of length to disrupt, disrupt pass, pass rush lanes from underneath. But again, in terms of just dropping, having a feel for routes, having a feel for where to go, it's not quite there. Uh, inconsistent close, inconsistent space tackler where he gets elongated with his feet. He does got the length to grab. Uh, he'll get his hands on, hold on to ball carries, but he's just going to have to improve there if teams are asking him to drop. I don't think they ultimately will ask him to drop that much. Getting down to the point of attack and rush, that's where you want this guy. He's got a good first step off the edge in his rush where he gains ground, ultimately rushes with a good edge speed. Uh, has a good feel for his three-step pass rush move. Again, that's where that natural rush comes in. Works both deep edge and inside moves with that one, two, three. He'll use his hands to swipe and scissors. Knows how to flip the hips and when to flip the hips to uh, extend, get his hands on the quarterback beat offensive linemen, really disrupt the pocket off the edge. You see it in some of the zone read game as well, too, where you know, that offensive line is basically giving him uh, kind of a two-way go, letting the quarterback read him. He'll end up tackling both guys at some point. Limited arsenal at this point, still effective with what he has. Has that good motor, good edge in his rush. Has the knack to get to the quarterback to disrupt the pocket. Uh, when he's not getting there, he's got a natural feel for getting his hands up, getting the quarterback's vision, which is what you want from a pass rusher. In the run game, I would just say average strength at the point at this point. Plays with a little bit of a high pad level. Gets his hips up underneath him a little bit more than he want. Lets blockers get into his body more than he want. Tends to fall off and reach for plays as opposed to striking, extending, and shedding to get off and put a shoulder pad into guys. Uh, does have good balance and body control on the edge. Does finish plays with a good level of edge and kind of grit. Um, you know, this guy could end up being a hand up or a hand down guy with whatever teams want, primarily a hand up guy uh, with that defense they run. But again, whatever training, whatever resources the team play uh, spends on this guy, pours into this guy, you're going to get the player you want ultimately. So 
getting down to who are my player comparisons. First one, uh, I'm going to come out of the gate with a big one here, and that's T.J. Watt. T.J., of course, the 2021 NFL Defensive Player of the Year, the number 30 overall pick in the first round in 2017. Now you're looking at pick number 30. That means 29 teams ultimately called the name of another player, and you're, you've got all, uh, all of 31 teams um, other than the Steelers there that had a chance to jump in late in the first round and take him. TJ was always really until that 2021 season was looked at as a good, smart, versatile player. Um, the knock on him was always the true speed pass rush explosion. Obviously, we can see that TJ has overcome, you know, if you want to call them limitations, maybe you know, spots where he didn't quite test the way people thought. But um, he was probably always in the good range on those. Not a very good speed, very good twitch and explosion guy. Uh, which, again, is probably what caused him to slide down to pick number 30. TJ, again, always been a worker, probably a little bit of a late bloomer coming out of Wisconsin. Looks like he's a bigger, stronger, uh, more polished player now. Uh, and he's you know probably in his sixth year now, probably is a finished product. product. I think you're probably talking a similar time frame for Andre to get to where he is going to be a finished product physically. Uh, if you're talking maybe year four, five, six for Andre, which is right when TJ really hit his peak. Um, again, coming out of Wisconsin, um, you know, the bloodlines, obviously, you, you're probably getting a little bit more of a finished product early, a little more polished early in his career for TJ. But I think it's going to be a comparison that sticks for both of these guys as they go through the process and ultimately is going to help uh, Andre out as he goes through the process. Uh, my other comp is Preston Smith, current Green Bay Packer outside linebacker. Preston was a second round pick, number 38 overall. Didn't have to wait long in the second round, was drafted at the time by the Washington Redskins. Preston, a similar height, weight, speed prospect, a little more polished coming out, but again, lacks some of that elite speed, elite explosion on the edge, long rusher, uh, edge rusher. Again, a guy that's just been consistently productive uh, in the NFL in his time. Obviously, you know, one of the top rushers there for Green Bay. I would say Andre's probably a slightly more fluid athlete, may have a little more drop ability, um, and I would say probably has a little bit bigger frame to add more weight than Preston. But, again, two guys are going to attack the quarterback and ultimately, ultimately be asked to do similar things. So that's two top edge rusher comparisons there. Uh, probably takes us right to where I see Andre. Um, I'm not going to go all the way up to the first round on where I see this player in the NFL. Not yet anyway. I think I'm probably a second round grade on this guy at this point, but he's going to be a fun one to watch through the process. Two positions always get elevated in the NFL draft a little bit uh, once numbers are declared quarterbacks as we've talked about and edge rushers teams are always spending money on those two spots well they will use their resources their draft picks to make sure they have them i think this is expected to be a deep class at that pass rush position again but it may shake out where you know maybe one or two of those guys decide to return to school they want to move up from maybe day two to day one late day one to early day one that's going to maybe make that spot open up in the first round for Andre. But again, as far as Andre goes, I think this is a starting edge rusher in the NFL. Uh, eventually, that can play both odd front or even front defenses, 3-4 outside linebacker or a 4-3 end. Again, I think this is a player you have to take a little bit of time with. Use him as a situational role player year one, earlier 
early in year two, but with each game, with each month, this player is part of your program, part of your franchise, you're going to get a better and better player. Uh, Andre, I'm sure he's going to continue to work. And by the time those contract years get close, year three, year four, this is going to be a guy on the edge that teams will be lined up to have on their team. So for the Golden Knight, I'm going to say this is an early second round draft grade right now. I am excited to see him through the process, uh, excited to see where it ultimately shakes out for him. So that does it for Andre Carter. Always fun watching those military schools. It's always hard for me not to watch the offense as a triple option offense is just a thing of beauty to watch. So I'll stick on the defensive side for now. As always, don't forget to tune in to yesterday's Wednesday special where we talked again with strength and conditioning coach Jesse Ackerman. Next week, mark your calendars, will be another fun one. One-time coach, scout, and now agent with Vayner Sports, Mike McCartney, will be on to talk about his career, sharing a few stories about guys and giving insight into the world from an agent point of view. Fun episode. You won't want to miss that one. As always, at RightStepADV on Twitter is where you can find me. May pose a question or two over there. Let me know your thoughts. And in everything you do, keep scouting. <laughs>